Hey, so you've built your startup and gotten to the point where it's actually generating a little bit of revenue, uh, maybe bringing in uh, some profitability, but the problem is it's still not enough for you to get out of the day-to-day, -day. especially if you're a technical co-founder. How do you break out of the, the habit of coding up your application and continuing to do that process over and over again? So today we're gonna be talking about when is the right time to stop doing your own development of your startup. Hey, welcome to Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jake Hare, founder of Launchpeer, and today we're, we're gonna be talking about what do you do when you really need to get out of the day-to-day, -day, but the problem is your skill set is the thing that's kind of keeping the tech startup running. And really, this episode is a lot, uh, a lot of it centered around the technical uh, startup founders out there, so I know a lot of you who watch this and listen to this are non-technical founders, but a lot of the principles I'm gonna be talking about today really apply to you too. So when do you kind of give up the reins and start letting someone else, whether it's a, an employee or you bring on another partner, how do you know when the right time is to kind of give up uh, the control of your skill area to someone else? Okay, so let's go ahead and get in right into the question. So today's question comes from Milan in Lubbock, Texas. So we've built our tech startup, gotten to a pretty significant milestone, bootstrapped, with both myself and co-founder who are now full-time, but we're not quite ready to hire another co-founder or employee. It's become pretty obvious that I can't continue being the only one coding up the application. It's not generating enough revenue to do that. However, my business partner isn't a very experienced developer and it's a bit too much for him, so we're logging and can't move quickly. He suggested rebuilding it in a more lean framework that's easier to manipulate, which he says will take a matter of weeks. How would you deal with this? I feel like we're a rock in a hard place, but we need to make quick traction right now. Well, look, great question. And look, if you have your own questions you want answered on the podcast or the YouTube show, uh, all you have to do is go to launchchat.com. Okay, so how do you know when it's the right time to kind of give this up? Now, based on this situation, I don't really have enough detail to talk about really specific. So what I'm gonna tell Milan is pretty generalized advice, which is if you think it's time to give up the reins of whatever it is that you're responsible for to someone else because it's slowing you down, it's probably too late. You probably should have made that decision a little while back. Now, when you're thinking through this decision, one of the things that is the key to all of this is whether or not bringing that new person on will speed things up. If you're in a place where your startup is profitable, it's generating revenue, it's making money, you're not in the validation stage anymore, you're not in the stage where you're just trying to figure out whether or not people want this, and you've gotten past that point, and now you're at the point where you can start growing and scaling, building in new features, you're getting feedback from your existing users to figure out if you should be building in new features. If that's the point that you're at right now, but you can't capitalize on those opportunities because you're the only one writing the code or doing the development or doing the marketing or doing the business de development, whatever it is, if the thing that you're responsible for is slowing you down because you don't have enough hands or enough time in the day to do it, you need to bring someone else on board. Now I know it's scary and most entrepreneurs that I talk to, when they get to this position, the thing that stops them from doing that is that they're scared. They just got to the point where they got revenue, where they got profit, uh, they have money in the bank, or even if it's a minimal amount, just the fact that you have anything in there after a long grueling process to get to that point, telling them, hey, you gotta spend all of that to get someone else on your team is really a difficult conversation to have. Because when you go through the beginning parts of your startup journey, 
you understand that you're risking a lot, but most of what you're risking is your time and energy and attention. While you're going through the validation, while you're building the product yourself, especially if you're a technical co-founder and you're building the application yourself, you're going out and trying to get your first users, you're doing a little bit of marketing. The only thing you're really risking there is your time and energy or your co-founder's time and energy. But as you grow as a startup, one of the things that I've seen happen over and over again is the risk changes from risking your time and energy to risking your dollars, monetary risk. And monetary risk is a very, very scary thing for most early stage entrepreneurs because what they're thinking is, when am I gonna get this money back? When am I gonna get this investment back? The answer is, you don't really know, especially if it's not something like marketing. It, that's a much easier conversation to have with the founder. If, if they told me, or if Milan told me, hey, you know, we know that every $1 we spend turns into $2 from our paid advertising, uh, you know, we just need to spend more money in order to get more money or we need to hire someone to come on and do advertisements full time. Well, that's a much easier conversation for me to have with him because I could say, okay, well, you know that you're going to turn $1 into two. So go for it. Like spend, you know, $2,000 on ads or $5,000 on ads this month or whatever that dollar amount is. You know that within the next 30 days, that's going to turn into $10,000 or $20,000 or whatever that ratio ends up being. That's an easy conversation to have. But when you're talking about giving up something like coding or development, that's hard because it's not really necessarily tied to a specific ROI that you're going to see in the near future. Now it is gonna turn into an ROI. Obviously at some point we all know that you as a founder can't continue to do the day-to-day -day coding of your application, but that still doesn't make it easier to make this decision, right? So here's the the, the feedback I have for you, if you're kind of in this situation on when you should kind of start giving up the reins. If you feel like it's slowing you down, that's one indicator that you really need to seriously consider bringing someone on board. Now this doesn't have to be hiring someone who is really expensive. If you can't do 40 to 60 hours a week of development, well, maybe you bring on a junior developer and you just kind of guide them through the process of building onto your application. They can do a lot of the grunt work and you would sit there maybe spending 10 hours a week working with them, making sure that whatever they're doing is, is right, it makes sense, it's getting published to production without any bugs or anything like that. That's a much easier thing to do than going out and saying, oh, I gotta go find a developer that's just as good as me. At, at the early stage that you're in right now, that's not the case. As you grow, yeah, you're gonna wanna bring on developers who are as good, probably better than you are, I, ideally, as a startup founder, you'd get to a point in your startup journey where you were hiring employees who are better at those skill sets than you are. Most founders I know are kind of jacks of all trades, so we're really good at you know a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but we're not great at any individual thing, or maybe we're great at one thing. But what we need to do as founders is eventually get to the point where we're bringing people on our team who are great at one individual thing. But when you're early on at this stage right now, that's really expensive to do. And so you can find a junior developer or somebody junior who's willing to come on, ideally on a contract basis where they're just working hourly to get the experience and you would kind of supervise them until you got to the point where you did start seeing an ROI from the activities that they were doing. And then you were able to translate that back into your bank account in terms of dollars and then reinvest that into somebody more experienced or more people on your team where you were completely out of whatever that activity was. So that's one option that you have. The other option that you have is, Milan, you're pretty far in your startup journey, so 
there's nothing wrong at this point in going on and finding another co-founder to come on board who can take over that area for you. Now, one thing that's not covered here in your question is if you're not going to be doing the coding, what is it are, that you are going to be doing? And I'm just going to make an assumption here that you're going to be responsible for maybe marketing. And that's okay. That's great. So you have two options here. You can either find someone who comes on as another co-founder for you who has less equity than you guys have, which would be totally justified because they weren't there from the very beginning. You find someone to come in as a partner and they're going to be responsible for development or you can find someone who is really good at the piece that you feel is the reason you need to stop doing the development. It, if you're going to be stopped doing the development, it means you think that you're slowing the team down because you need to be working on something else. So find someone to kind of plug that gap. If it is just you need two, another developer to help you because you need to build so many more features that you need another developer to work with you, you can find another partner to do that. If it's because you need to start focusing on marketing and sales more, you can find a co-founder who's really good at doing something like that. And because you're so far along, it's going to be a lot easier for you to have that conversation with someone to come on as a partner because you've validated this, you have some traction, you have some revenue. So it's not just another person pitching that person on an idea. This is, hey, this is a viable business. This is going, the train's pulling out of the station, we're ready to go. We just need someone with your skill sets to come on board and kind of help us do that. At the end of the day, the fear of bringing someone on board never goes away, okay? And it might go away when you get so huge where you don't even know the names of the employees that are underneath you anymore. That usually takes quite a while. If you're at the stage where you are kind of pseudo involved in the different hires that your company's making, which I would say is probably up until maybe 50 employees, most founders have at least a little hand in who they're bringing on board. Uh, if you're at that stage, 50 or less, you're always gonna have this fear of hiring someone. It's always going to be there. Unless you're just a totally irresponsible person and you don't care whether or not that person's gonna either do a good job or the business is gonna keep growing so you can keep paying that person or any of those things, or you're risking spending money on somebody who may or may not produce an ROI to your business. You're always gonna have that fear. One of the big things as a startup founder that you need to do is you need to start figuring out how to get over your fears of things like that and start looking at things from a more quantitative perspective, a more financial uh, perspective, a more like bottom line perspective. Because once we start letting our emotions kind of dictate what we do day to day as a company, that's when big mistakes start getting made. I know the first couple years of Launchpeer, I was very afraid of taking financial risks. I didn't want to spend too much money on paid advertising or I didn't want to spend too much money on hiring someone to take over some of the responsibilities for me. And that really held our company back. One of the things that got us to the point where we are today is because I started hiring people and spending more to hire people who were really good at what they do. And was that a risk? Yeah, heck yeah, it was a risk. Did, you know, was it uncomfortable for me as somebody with a family, with kids, with responsibilities, and I had to pay myself too? Yeah, of course it was really scary for me. But that's really what helped our company grow. The idea of being a startup founder is being good during times of uncertainty, which means knowing how to take risks during times of uncertainty. And if you're not willing to take risks as a startup founder, then you should go find something else. Because if you're not able to take those risks, somebody else is going to. They're going to capitalize on those and then they're just going to shoot way past you. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. If you're listening to the podcast, we'd love it if you gave us a rating or review on whatever podcast host you listen to. If you're watching this on YouTube, our YouTube channel is still very new. So we'd really appreciate you to, uh, if you hit that notification bell, that subscribe button, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.